Did Biden empower Putin before he started the invasion? We're going to get into that. DeSantis says this is ridiculous and encourages students to take their mask off and gives them mask freedom. And half of U.S. states signed letters opposing Biden's reversal of the Trump gas policy. And also, Biden receives Democrat applause after condemning the defund the police agenda, showcasing the hypocrisy of the Democrat Party. And so all this more in just one second. If you can, please drop this video a like, subscribe to the notifications on new video every single day. If you can listen to Flips of the show, the Joey Saladino show on all the podcast apps. Now, if you're watching this right now, if you can visually see this, yes, you can see my underwear is in the background and I did not realize that until I was done recording this intro. Now, let's get right into this. You do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them off. <laughs> Honestly, it's not doing anything and we got to stop with this COVID theater. So if you want to wear it, fine, but this is a, this is ridiculous. All right. Well, it's good to be at USF. So that was a video of DeSantis. He said, DeSantis to high school students uh, at, at his press conference, you do not have to wear those masks. Please take them off. Honestly, it's not going to do anything. We got to stop with this COVID theater. Now, I just want to be clear. He did also say, so if you want to wear them, wear it fine. He gave them the option. He did not force. And this is very important when dealing with the left because they don't understand what uh, tyrants are. They don't understand what dictators are. They don't understand what uh, big government control is. I would say I would consider big government control if the Santas is like, you are not allowed to wear the mask. I would say that's a little much because someone should have the freedom to wear a mask if they want. That's what the Democrats don't understand. He's saying if you want to wear it, then that's fine. Now, I want to go into some of the comments because for some reason, somehow, this video actually has 14.3 million views. So I want to see um, some of the responses to this real quick. Uh, yeah, man, masks don't do anything. Covering my mouth when I cough or sneeze doesn't do anything. I've also stopped showering and wiping my ass because germs theory isn't real. It's just a theory. Um, okay, these, these people just take things a little bit too far. Um, let's see. Can you imagine your governor telling you to stop wearing some protective anything? Take off your seatbelts. You have to keep... Okay, it's just a bunch of people on the left freaking out. Um, obviously, uh, the government is, the governor's given them an option to do what they want. You know what will keep you safe during a pandemic? Wearing a hazmat suit the entire time. We're not advocating for that. Um, I guess someone's making a set of quote, take off your seatbelts. We have to stop this car safety theater. Someone goes, false analogy, not wearing seatbelts equals very, very high chance of going through the windshield and dying. Not wearing a mask equals marginally argument, um, argumentation of getting COVID and very, very likely of, of not dying. People don't believe that masks do believe in wearing seatbelts. Everyone should have a choice to protect themselves or not. With vaccines, masks, or whatever, why should I wear a mask to protect someone who is already protected by two or three jabs? Okay. Um, you know, here's one thing. When someone brings up this car seatbelt thing, I always thought it was weird. I always wear my seatbelt, just so you guys know, because I always think to myself, the one time I'm not going to wear my seatbelt is the time I'm going to need to wear it. So I always wear it, even if I'm in the back seat or in the way, way back seat even. I always wear a seatbelt. And... I do that just because it's like, oh, the one time I don't is the one time I go flying through the windshield. You know, that shit happens. So um, so the point I'm trying to say is right now, first, I always thought it was weird that seatbelts are forced, I guess, by law, you know? Obviously, they do good. I, I, I won't deny that overall seatbelts do good. Um, but it's, it, I always found it weird because it's a personal choice to wear a seatbelt or not. What, what is it like everyone, any, what is it anyone's business, whether I wear a seatbelt or not? The only person getting harmed is me. 
So, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's probably only there for some insurance reasonings because it does end up saving lives. I, I'm just I'm a very principled person on uh, you doing you. You know, if people want to wear seatbelts to protect their own lives, that's up to them. It's only affecting them unless there was some research of projectile humans going through windshields and hurting other people. I don't know. The only reason why I can think of is maybe something with the insurance companies uh, when it comes to, I guess, insurance policies. They, they figured, okay, if we can push this uh, by the government, you know, it'll save us so much money, whatever. Who knows? Who knows? I don't really know the reason to it, but I'm just, you know, talking about the principles. Uh, so let's read. Before the press conference Wednesday, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis told a group of high school students that they did not need to wear a mask. While addressing cybersecurity issues at the University of South Florida in Tampa, DeSantis told the students, you do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them off. Honestly, it's not doing anything. He said in the middle high school. Okay, whatever. DeSantis tweeted out, our $20 million investment into cybersecurity forces education will double enrollment in cybersecurity and IT pathways from more than 300000 by 2024. The Sanders press conference said in a statement, after two years of mixed messages from health authorities and the media, the governor wants to make sure everyone is aware of the facts and data now so that they can feel free and comfortable without a mask. Despite the Sanders giving the students a choice to take off the mask, many Twitter users claimed he bullied them into it. Candidate, um, you know, I would, yeah, I can kind of see that. It, it, he, he did come in a little aggressive about the masks when dealing with kids. Uh, I, I, I will, you know... That that's the first impression I got. I was like, I was a little taken back how how aggressive he was. Um, like I was ridiculous. You know, it seemed a little grumpy old manny. Um, I get it. I get what he's saying, but you know, he should have been like, hey guys, you know, just so you know, you can take those masks off. You don't have to wear them. We're not gonna deal with that bullshit. That that I would be like, okay, that comes off a little bit better. But he came off more as like he was getting angry with the kids, and maybe he realized that halfway through he was in that anger. Um, that's the vibe that I got. Now let's watch it again with that context. You do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them off. <laughs> Honestly, it's not doing anything and we got to stop with this COVID theater. <laughs> so like, this is what I didn't like about it. He comes in, he's like, you do not need to wear the mask. And then the kids laugh, but he's, he's like, no, I'm dead serious. You don't, it doesn't do anything. Like, okay, man, like, come on. Doing anything, and we like, gotta, you do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them off. <laughs> Honestly, it's not doing anything, and we got to stop with this COVID theater. So if you want to wear it, fine, but this is a, this is ridiculous. You know what? I, I'll say that's a little too aggressive with kids. If you're talking to Democrat politicians like AOC, yeah, I get it. But you're literally just talking to kids that are just like freaking standing there. They don't know what they're doing. You know, laugh back with them. Make it like a joke. You know, you can see the kid in the background. He looks a little bit embarrassed to the situation. He takes it off. He's like looking at the camera like, oh, like I just got in trouble by my teacher for wearing a mask. You know what I mean? It's eh. I, I think you guys can agree with me there. I mean, it's... It was a little much. Candidates from Florida State Senate, uh, Mike Mike Harvey, tweeted, DeSantis wants to bully high school students. Floridians will remember this at the polls. Okay, buddy. Like, <laughs> DeSantis is bullying high school students by giving them the option to wear a mask or not. Bro, you're the people that forced them to wear a mask. Like, what? Yeah, they'll remember that at the polls. They'll remember at the polls. Who are the, who are the ones that shut the U.S. economy down? They'll remember that at the polls. They'll remember at the polls who are the ones that defund the police. They'll remember at the polls who are the ones that keep forcing their kids to wear a mask against their own free will. Talk about bullying. You really want to go the bullying route? Ooh, you're not going to win that game. 
Florida Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Fried said, you can't you can judge someone's character by how they treat waiters and high school students. Shame on Ron DeSantis. I mean, see, this is the problem. Is I, I, that's, the problem is that I think he was a little bit too aggressive with them. Um, but I don't think that's a reason to – they're blowing it out of proportion because they're losing the actual philosophical argument of the things where they're like, oh, you were a little bit mean to high school kids. You're not a, you're not a good person. We'll remember this. Like that's so like tiny and minuscule compared to the actual point. You see, that's what they do is like the point is kids, nobody should be really, nobody should be forced to wear a mask. That is the point and the essence of what he is saying. And then the Democrats, they're like, okay, we're losing that argument. What can we pick and choose from this? And they would have dissected anything. If if he had like a slight little sniffle, remember who's putting your kids in danger? Ron DeSantis had a sniffle and he's near your kids without a mask on because he's making it optional. Like they'll figure out anything. That's why it's like you can't really give them ammunition. And I feel like he did kind of like, hey, we got to be critical here. We got to criticize our people to make them better. He did kind of give them some ammunition here. That is my issue with that. My my only quarrel with that. But the essence of it, the uh, you know, the policy of it, I, I, I understand. Again, I'm behind. But so Democrats hypocrisy gets exposed on the defunding the police. So Biden receives a Democrat applause after he condemns the defund the police agenda. Now, I, I am old enough to remember when um, Biden had a handicapped dude doing his Q&A thing and he asked and they use the sleight of hand, the sleight of words. And they're like, he's like, oh, we don't want to defund the police. But then they're like, don't you think that we should? Um, I- I'm trying to think of the exact wording. They were saying, don't you think that we should uh, take the funding? Should we divest that funding into other things other than policing? which in return means defunding the police. And he's like, yes, of course. So, hey, we're not defunding the police. We're just putting their budget to someone else. We're just giving their budget to someone else. So you're defunding, you know, (laughs) it's ridiculous. So let's go through their hypocrisy. During Biden's State of the Union address, the president suggests that the solution to bad policing is not to defund the police, but then rather to fund the police. The crowd erupted in applause to that statement. Biden himself has never appeared too keen on the idea for funding the police, but those clapping in the audience certainly have. No amount of pandering will ease the party's history of advocating for defund the police. Um, And here's a seven-minute video. Of, the, of them calling so the we've been talking. So what we're going to do is I'm going to play this video for a minute and then I'll, you know, then we'll pick back up on it. I'll play the video for a minute because uh, I don't want you, seven minutes of listening to, um, you know, Democrat garbage. That's enough to make anyone's head explode. So let's listen. Talking about defunding the police. Uh, there's some issues that we ask police to do, like mental health issues or policing in schools and all the rest, that perhaps we can uh, shuffle some of that money around. Suck it up. Defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police. Mayor Eric Garcetti saying, take some of the money from policing, about $150 million. I applaud Eric Garcetti for doing what he's done. Not only do we need to disinvest for in police, but we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. So yes, defund your butts, defund you. Yes, I support the reallocation of resources uh, from NYPD. We will. That was, you hear that? We support the reallocation of resources. That wasn't even the exact interview I was talking about. It's just regular talking points to use that type of sleight of language. Let's continue on. 
We'll be moving funding from the NYPD to youth initiatives and social services. They are talking about reducing the allocation of resources to that department. And I think every single city in this country ought to be thinking about the same thing. Yes, I support the defund movement. I'm for responsible reallocation of resources. Indeed. Responsible reallocation of resources. Now, we're only one minute into this video, and they already said it twice. And there's probably going to be another two in there that I don't know of. And then I wonder if they're even going to show the Biden one. Let me see if I can fast forward around, because obviously we don't want to watch this whole thing. We support the reallocation of resources of, of the funding to this. And, uh, yeah, so you no, we're not defunding. We're just reallocating. And they don't even have the Biden one in there. Okay, so let's continue reading the article. Um... Congresswoman Cori Bush can be quoted, suck it up, defund the police needs to happen, and she's not the only one. Even Biden's vice president has a history of showing support for those movements. Um, let's continue. Let me browse around. Um, Elon Omar went as far as to advocate not for only defunding the police, but dismantling the police altogether. Not only do we want do we need to di uh, divest uh, in the police, but we also need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. Yes, a really United States Congresswoman advocated that a city in her state completely dismantle the police. These leftists, these socialists, are going so far socialists, they're becoming radical libertarians at the same exact time. Many of the, uh, have been using Biden's history, uh, hint of pro-police rhetoric in the past as proof Democrats don't want uh, to remove funding from law enforcement. Listen, obviously the polls came in. The polls were showing... The defunding the police is not good. It's not doing good. Things are getting worse, and they're they're backtracking on the polling, you know. And that and that's what's happening. These people say and do anything based on the polls in order to get elected. Uh, they don't have any type of actual philosophy uh, that's coherent at all. I mean, they're they're just flip flop all over the place depending on what's going to keep them in power and keep their in agenda intact. So half of all U.S. states sign a letter opposing Biden's reversal of Trump gas policy. So that's right. Half the U.S. states want Trump's gas policy back. And I'm just going to assume they're probably all Republican ones. So half the states in America have signed a letter opposing Biden's move to prohibit the transportation of natural gas via rail. This move appears to be an extension of Biden's war against the policy from the Trump administration. Now, before I continue reading the article, I'm just going to go on a whim here. Uh, not really much a whim here. I'm going to go a little rant here and say... Um, what Trump was doing was helping prevent war of Russia with Russia or war, you know, involving Russia in somehow way, shape or form. Trump was trying to keep us energy independent because right now we're in a situation where we're partially reliant on Russian oil to not spiral our economy out of control because at the end of the day, oil, you know, controls a lot of the pricing and the prices that, that go on, you know, economically. So when Biden shut, when Biden reversed Trump's gas policies, we became more reliant on foreign uh, oil and foreign resources. Those resources have that we've been reliant on have been actually empowering Russia into doing what they were doing. Because Russia is... If we're able to boycott all of Russian oil, that would stop funding the Russian governments over there and their escapades that they're they're going after. But it seemed like Putin was waiting for the perfect opportunity to strike 
to do this war with Ukraine. Remember, there was that interview from 2014, 2015, 2016, whatever it is, that said if Hillary Clinton becomes president, there will be war. And he, this guy was like an ex-Russian official. And I think they were referring to Russia and Ukraine, in my opinion, or maybe something more relevant at the time. Who knows? But what happened was when the establishment was put back in charge, what, what happened? War with Russia started. They were waiting for Trump to leave because Trump was not making it easy for Russia to have this type of economic advantage over the rest of the world. Trump was smart enough to know that. And it's either our politicians in this country are either one compromised, which is entirely possible, or two idiots. Now, I believe they can be both at the same time. As we saw with Fang Fang sleeping with Eric Swalwell and helping him get elected. You know, these interests from other countries, they'll come into this country and support politicians and help these politicians get into office that support things that would, in return, help their agenda. So what do you do? What's the, what's the best way to empower China and empower Russia? Get these dumb, idiot Democrat politicians in charge. Politicians that are more concerned with orange man bad than the growing threat of China and Russia. When the whole entire nation was concerned about getting orange man bad out of office, the guy that was literally brokering world peace, the guy that was keeping the other world's superpowers at bay, they were more concerned with his mean tweets than actual policy, than actual world events. They were more concerned with his mean tweets. And the Democrats created this monster without a doubt because if they were able to let, if they gave Trump a fair shake, if the media and the establishment at Bay gave Trump a fair shake, we would actually be a wildly better country right now. And what we're experiencing right now, and I said this on, on the Truth app. You can follow me on Truth at Joey Salads, by the way. And I said on the app, I was like, normally, historically, we usually watch tyrannical regimes fall in, in quite spectacular ways. Like they go out with a bang for the most part. Like we've seen this historically. And what we're witnessing right now very well be an end to a regime. But to whose regime? And I'm asking the question, is this going to be an end to maybe stuff that happened in Ukraine? Is this going to be an end to stuff that's going on in Russia? Did Putin actually make a bad move? It seems like Putin has been preparing for this for probably more than a decade. Or is it going to be the end to a regime in America? It's possible. It's possible. What happens when... These people who are in control of things right now, they eventually age out. Well, they actually, they got to keep on importing more morons into things. But what I'm hoping for is that there will be a light at the end of the tunnel with all this stuff that's going on. And I think that's mostly going to come down to all the American people as a whole going to start waking the fuck up. I think that's what it's going to come down to. I want... We need to get to a point where the blue check marks on Twitter that have profile pictures with their mouth open, like, ah, 
when they're not in power anymore, when they don't have any more influence over the things that they say, you know, th- those are the people that really do like cancel culture. Like we're we're so concerned with such minuscule things. Meanwhile, we should be more concerned with these bigger, grander things. And this is what happens. This is this is what happens when our culture, when our country, when the voting public is more concerned over what Trump tweets versus what Trump does and he what he did and the consequences of what's actually going on in the real world. This is what happens when we're more concerned with canceling Joe Rogan over the N-word. This is what happens when that stuff happens. We're caught up in our day-to-day stupid little drama while other world powers are secretly plotting and planning against us. Oh, the Americans, they're busy with a bunch of bullshit Let's start making our currency not rely on theirs anymore. Let's start um, increasing our oil output to those countries. So if we go to war, they can't really do anything because if we cut off their supply, their economy is reliant on us. In getting that up our hand, Putin when comes out and he says, if you do anything, we're literally going to use nuclear war. They got the upper hand now because our leaders are busy with petty drama BS. Our voting public is too busy with petty drama BS. And this is what happens. This is the result. So let's read. Biden seems to have an immense desire to limit natural gas usage as much as possible, but doesn't appear to have a sustainable alternative. Currently, natural gas is the largest source of electricity, producing roughly 40% of all generation. Now, I'm going to read out this tweet from a representative. Why are we purchasing nearly 600,000 barrels of oil a day from Russia? When we have the ability to have affordable, reliable, and sustainable energy production in states like, uh, okay. American dollars should be spent here at home, not used to line the pockets of Russian oligarchs and Putin. After all, how can the United States effectively sanction Russia if the U.S. is reliant on Russia for gas? Now, that is the problem. Trump made us energy more, at least more energy independent. Putin made us dependent on our enemies. Okay, that is huge. And honestly, if that never, if if that didn't happen, the same thing goes for European countries as well. If they didn't rely themselves so much on Russia and empowering Russia and having Russia have this economic advantage over them, then we may not be in. The, we we won't. We probably wouldn't be in this situation we are in right now. But anyway, guys, thank you for watching. Please drop this video a like, subscribe to the post notifications on new video every single day if you can listen to the flip so the show, the Joey Saladino show on all the podcast apps. Um, thank you guys so much for watching listening. Obviously, click all the engagement buttons. It's the only way this show can grow. Peace out.